This is a HeadGum Podcast. This week's episode is brought to you by Oxygen. Oxygen is focused on offering best-in-class personal and business banking with no fees and a lot of perks. No matter what bank you're using, they try to get you with fees here and there, even on little things like incoming wires, and get you in credit and debt. Oxygen offers no-fee banking. Oxygen banking is elevated high-end banking with a ton of perks and no fees. You can download the app and open a checking account in a minute, and you'll get an amazing contactless card in cool packaging. Use the Oxygen card and get immediate. That means no points or gimmicks. Tim, you hate points when it comes to credit cards and, and debit cards. I just, I'm, I'm sick of the gimmicks, Tom. Yeah, this, there, there's none of that. You get 5% cash back at Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, and Walmart. Uh, 5% cash back on gas. 5% cash back on food delivery, Uber, and Lyft. Create single-use disposable virtual Visa cards in the app that self-destruct after one payment to pay cool. safely online. Those things are great because then you can like sign up for trials, and if it's going to be like a real pain to cancel the trial... You don't have to worry about it. You explode that thing. Yeah. <laughs> or create virtual Visa cards up to 30 active cards at a time. 30 credit cards. They're debit cards, rather, at a time, Tim, that you can lock to specific merchants or utilities, like setting a $20 a month limit on a card for Netflix or a $100 a month card uh, for your phone. They won't be able to overcharge you monthly over the set limit. And if you lose your card number, no one else can use that number. Using the Oxygen Visa debit card, you can take cash out at more than 55,000 banks or ATMs with no fees. For reference, Chase has 16,000 free ATMs, so that's a lot of ATMs. You can mail physical checks to anyone from within the app or pay bills. When you move your paycheck slash payroll slash tax refund over to Oxygen, your pay can show up to two full days earlier. Download the Oxygen Banking app on the iPhone App Store or Google Play for Android. Open an account today, put in $200, and Oxygen will give you a $25 bonus to try that amazing new banking experience for yourself. Oxygen, thank you for sponsoring the show. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I'm doing all right. Hey, you know what? It's award season, so I'm um, excited. Are you excited for award season? No, no I'm, I'm not up for any awards this year Tom, that I'm aware honest. of. You never have been and you never will be. Uh, Tim, I played on some grade school soccer teams that won... Uh, best sportsman, uh, two years in a row. The the team won best best sportsman. Yes, because we lost all the time, and we're very gracious uh. about it. <laughs> but were you gracious? <laughs> no. I don't imagine you, especially like an eight year old, you being very gracious about anything. No, I distinctly remember we got it two years in a row. And at that point, we figured out, or I don't know, we figured it out, but we took it to be very condescending. And the next year, we played very rough. <laughs> A lot of yellow and red cards uh, because we didn't want that stupid trophy anymore. 
Right. So then we just went you home with no blood. trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I should mention, Tom, before we go too far, it's NFT week here at the Complete Guide to Everything. Yeah, non-fungible uh, so, tokens. But we'll get to that in a minute. Tim, this is I the, t- this is the kind of episode what? where people are tuning in to hear about NFTs, and they're already writing a bad review on iTunes because <laughs> I'm talking about sportsman trophies. But we're gonna get to and it. I w- and I want to talk about the movies. Yeah, but by the end of this episode, you'll be a millionaire. We guarantee NFTs. Hey, if you're not a millionaire by the end of this episode, I'll eat my hat. We bet, yeah, we'll be talking about NFTs because I legitimately gave myself a headache learning about them today. And I didn't learn anything about them, so I can maintain the voice of the, the, the uh, everyman. The un- exactly. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a polite <laughs> way of putting it. The unintelligent moron. Can I ask you something, Tom? I have yeah. a proposal mm-hmm. about the movies. Okay. Have you seen this uh, this film? I don't know how to say it. Minari or no Minari with uh, or... with Steven Yoon? Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. Too busy watching the Billie Eilish documentary. Yeah, I, to- I told. Well, first off, I told you that in confidence, but I'll say it out loud. I I watched it and I enjoyed it, Tim. And if that makes me young and hip, then uh, guilty as charged, I guess. So young, so hip. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, I watch uh, art house cinema, Tom. Uh-huh. Uh, I like uh, the films of A twenty four. I prefer them to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, Tim, this was an Apple original movie, and they make iPods. They make a lot more than iPods, Tom. You'll be surprised. Look it up. All, yeah, d- different kinds of connectors. They have a connector you can plug into your car. But uh, Apple doesn't make those, Tim. Those are third-party manufacturers. It's a common mistake. Yeah, but they make the iPod video. Mm-hmm. They make the iPod shuffle. They make the iPod mini, a mini version of the iPod. Yeah, they. you thought it couldn't be done, but it was. Yeah, uh, what did... Uh... Tim, when I uh, loyal listeners of this show will know that I uh, worked at the Apple Store uh, uh, years and years ago, and one of the stories I have about the iPod Mini is that one day Daryl Hannah came in looking for a pink iPod Mini, which we did not have. They were impossible to find, and she told the employee, "You have them in the back for people like me." People like Daryl Hannah. Yeah. Or uh, Cinema's Splash. She was saying this to like a 19-year-old who was like, we have them for old blonde ladies in the back? I don't don't think so, but I'll check if you want me to. Man, you know, like, look, I'm no big Daryl Hannah fan, Tom. Mm -hmm. Although she is, uh, she's Neil Young's girlfriend these days. Yeah. Well, you refused to watch Splash until it came out on Disney Plus and they put uh, hair on her butt so you wouldn't see it. Is that the only thing you know about Daryl Hannah? <laughs> no, I knew she was Neil Young's about girlfriend, too. The, the internet outrage that you can't see her butt on Disney Plus. Did you sign a petition or two about that, Tom? No, I but I might have rushed out to buy a laser disc. I just think it's uh, imagining Daryl Hannah going to the mall. 
Hey. Wild. Maybe uh, uh, Neil Young was out in the car waiting for her. Oh, will you uh, be quick or should I park my car? That's how he talks? (laughs) That's how he talks. He talks kind of how he sings, but not exactly. Just atonally? (laughs) The way that he sings for the... so I watched this film, Minari, Minari, mm-hmm. they, they pronounce it different ways. I think the way that like, yeah, I don't know, uh, look, I'm probably saying it wrong, whatever. Yeah. There's a kid in the movie. There's there's a couple kids in the movie mm-hmm. and they're really good at acting. Okay. Um, And uh, also this, like the, the little boy is like maybe one of the main characters, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the whole family. Yeah, they're all main characters, but like they focus on him a lot. This bear come and back to he, non-fungible tokens, Tim. Now he's having a moment. Uh-huh. And I'm conflicted about it because everybody's like, ah, oh, this kid's cute. He's like eight years old and like, mm-hmm. you know, he's younger in the movie. You know how things, how time works. So they <laughs> right, filmed it yeah. in the past. And they use that uh, Marvel de-aging technology to make him look younger, huh? No, I think it was just that. I think, just, and like, I don't know. They probably filmed it when he was six. And yeah. the difference between a six-year-old and an oh, eight-year-old yeah. is, yeah. Well, that's so, what I'm dying to see. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, this movie, yeah. Cha- Chaos Walking, that came out, com- comes out this Friday. It's got um, Tom Holland and uh, Daisy Ridley in it. You know, you are a fan and aware of the junkiest movies. Well, this is something that so, was filmed in 2016 and shelved. Yeah, but apparently, part of the part of the thing that made it ridiculous is that, like, after it got shot, and they were like, "All right, we got to do reshoots." They had to wait because both of their careers blew up. But then, like, also by the time they came and did reshoots, both of them started working out a lot for their roles as action heroes <laughs> and it was right. like wait a minute you two don't look like teenagers anymore <laughs> so apparently from like shot to shot it's like that person looks like they could be 15 that person's 30 and you you want to see this film yeah apparently it's actually not that bad which is disappointing because i like watching train wrecks i mean you like every movie that you see. I don't think I've ever heard you. Well, sorry, I'm a cinema buff, Tim. You're not. You don't. You don't see the art house fair like I see, like Minari. Yeah. Minari. Well, I'll tell you what. If I saw it, I'd know what it was called at least. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, this this is the kid. He did that interview that that kind of went viral when they asked him what his who his favorite actor was, and he said. I uh, like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I didn't see that. That's a pretty good answer, though. <laughs> yeah, um, he's he, he's a funny kid. But then I'm just like, I know how, like, look, I'm, I'm, I know how the the realities of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Hollywood's a bad place, and yeah. like, uh, child actors have it bad there. I I now I feel conflicted. Every time I see a film that has a has a child in it, because mm-hmm. it's just like eh, this is this is like this kid. The odds that the that you know it's it's maybe fifty fifty that they they turn out all right yeah. in adulthood, right? So you you pray that his career takes a dive and his parents have to go get real jobs. Well, that's the thing. I think they should pass a law. 
And I think this would solve a lot of problems. <laughs> Child actors, you're under maybe not 18. Well, let's say 18. I have a feeling this law is going to be something the government doesn't have the power to to. No, enact. you can uh, regulate child labor. Um, you get one movie. Hey, stage parents. Uh-huh. Like, y- your kid doesn't get to have a career um, when they can't make decisions for themselves. You put them in one movie. They get cast in one movie. Great. You cashed it. You, you cashed in your kid. That that's your that's your ticket. That kid goes back to school and hangs out with the regular kids. What about like uh, TV shows and stuff? Uh, it, I don't know. Eight episodes. A third of a season. Well, how's it? Would you really care if they if they recast the little kid on Modern Family every eight episodes? Would you notice? <laughs> no, I guess not. I'm telling uh, you, and then that would prevent all these people staying at the Oakwoods for freaking months <laughs> on end during pilot season, um, trying to trying to get their kids, you know, yeah. uh, into all these things. Like, nope they'll they'll need a, a new kid all the time. Yeah, but. You just get one shot, and you have to choose your scripts, right? You have to be very uh, savvy. Right. Um, be like, well, uh, Jaleel White's all used up now. We have to get a new kid to play uh, Steve Urkel. They they could make an exception. If, if, <laughs> they could make <laughs> If a talent like Jaleel White <laughs> comes and marries the, the perfect role of mm-hmm. a Steve Urkel, they, I think there, there should be an exception where like it's like, all right, you're, you'll get a waiver. You can. This can be your. See, right. but again, Tim, because he think... also turned out all right. He yeah. turned out well. He's a. I don't he's think a good man. I don't think that that's something uh, the government has the power to to say that. Well, come on, it's Urkel. This kid, we can work I don't to know. the I bone. I feel like if enough people petition the government for that, they could be like, all right, well, we'll get. So well, you... He's allowed to be Urkel. <laughs> And like, because also it's like, well, who is versatile enough to be Steve Urkel, Stefano Urkel, Urkelbot, um, uh, Mildred? He only, did, was, the, he only did the voice of Urkelbot. I think he was in that suit. No, and no, Tim, come on. You think they were using well, split screen instead of just putting somebody else in the suit? What was the girl Urkel's name? Like Petunia or Mildred? Yeah, or something? something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's versatile. I think I think if if a once in in a generation talent like like Julia White comes along, they'd make an exception. So basically what you're proposing is that uh they take the power of uh how much is too much work for a child out of the parents' hand and put it into the general public's hand. No, no, no. That's a very rare case. You get one of those every like one kid every decade. Is allowed to work. Well, what about every more than one movie? Every four years during presidential elections, there you also have to vote on which kid would you like to be worked to the bone. En- no, I don't think there's enough child actors that are that are good enough. Well, then some kids to, like, will run unopposed. Nah, I think oh they get to run for it. There's one person that can work as much as they want. Yeah, saying? yeah, and the That's public decides. Good. That's a good idea. Yeah. Or they could, if it's every ten years, they could do it when they take the census. A census taker could also ask, uh, "Are there any child actors working right now that you would like to see in more films?" Yeah, and, and, and keep honestly, in mind, you I think most you, people, most people won't know because it's like yeah. I don't know. I see, I, I've, I've, I've seen this guy in 
one two-hour movie, and then he's mm. not allowed to be in anything else. Well, and then the the people that have like a lot of thoughts about this, then the government knows who to keep track of, who to you know keep an eye on. Oh yeah, if someone is like, oh I oh here's my top five child actors that I'd like to see more of. Yeah, then the census like, oh. taker just has like a little button they can press or something, and uh, the SWAT van comes around. Up. Yeah. Well, Tim, uh, it's a, a horrible idea. I don't know. I don't know. You should just watch movies and be fine. And I mean, the part that you think is horrible is the part that you came up with. My my <laughs> idea is well, limiting. I came it. up with it, Tim, to illustrate to you how horrible of an idea it is. You knew that if if you introduced Urkel into the into the <laughs> yeah all of a sudden here, your get math would get all thrown up. Well, I don't know. Uh, even though you're not even thinking, Tim, Urkel's best work is behind him. You're fine. You know what? They enact that rule now. You can sit back and laugh because we still got all those hours of joy out of Urkel. Yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah, Urkel was a once in 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 a in a lifetime. Urkel was a movement, and it's not going to be replicated. And sorry, tough shit future generations. One movie or eight TV episodes, that's all you get. All right, Tim. Non-fungible tokens. NFTs. Yeah, get that fungible nonsense out of here. Well, Tim, you used to be all about fungible tokens, and uh, look what happened. All those fungible tokens are worthless now. I was all about Dave and Buster's tokens because oh. you could play the video games well, those, and then those win are, tickets. Those are actually fungible tokens. Do you know what fungible means? I always thought it meant like uh, malleable or like, uh, I guess, I don't know. You, 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 you tell me. It means kind of, I mean, I, I didn't look up the definition or anything, but it means kind of like um, non-fungible, non or fungible means replaceable. So, like, if you okay. had a dollar bill, and I took that dollar bill from you, ripped it into pieces, and threw it into the wind, and you went, hey, come on, man, I could just go, sorry about that, hand you another dollar, and you'd be like, well, all's forgiven, even Stevens. Right. But if you had, you know, uh, like a, a priceless Babe Ruth baseball card and I rip that into pieces, I can't replace that. I could give you another baseball card, but uh, it's not going to be the same one. It's not going to be uh, even if it's worth the same, it's not necessarily going to be worth the same 20 years from now or whatever. Right. So that's what non-fungible means. Basically, something that can't be replicated or copied. There's, there's one. That's what makes it non-fungible. I'm learning so much already, Tom. Uh, so unique. Yes. Yes. Basically, a long way of saying unique. Yeah, but there's nuance to it. Yeah. We had a teacher in school who one time uh, said was trying to explain uh, how he was smarter than another teacher because mm -hmm. he used the word sophomoric. Uh-huh. And uh, the uh, the other teacher said, oh, what does that mean? He's like, you don't know what that means? And then uh, they were like, no. And he's like, well, it kind of means immature, but not really. 
um, there's like a distinction that I guess you have to know <laughs> what the word sophomoric really connotes to understand. Mm-hmm. It was really, uh, it made me think like, oh, some teachers are bigger jerks than other teachers. <laughs> um, but I feel like that's the difference between uh, non-fungible and unique. I bet yeah. if you said there were synonyms, some uh, some crypto guy would be like, uh, uh, no, not quite. It's, it doesn't quite mean unique. Otherwise, yeah. why would the word exist? And the last thing I need, Tim, is some crypt keeper coming in here doing anything, it's honestly. Spooky as hell, man. Yeah. Uh, jump so, out of my skin and run away. So maybe I should back up a little bit with my explanation here. Because what most NFT is right now, or, or the 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 NFT that is blowing up, are pieces is it NFT or NFTs? NFTs, because they are the tokens. Okay. Um. the The stuff that's kind of blowing up right now is art. So images, videos, even music now uh are are the big um things and before this it was um uh the idea was that this would be a way to kind of like uh sell items and games and stuff like that okay um because at the end of the day so that and this all exists on the blockchain so it's all cryptocurrency oh, the blockchain's back now <laughs> blockchain uh, we we blo- had a couple of years where people stopped talking about the blockchain constantly, but it's back, baby. Yeah. Oh, oh, the blockchain never went away. Now, do you understand what a blockchain is, Tim? No, of course not. And don't act like you do. I kind of. Like, every explanation of it is uh, just like, oh, it's a thing, uh, and it makes everything secure. So, uh, and And there's no way around it. Yeah, you got it. That's actually a pretty good definition, Tim. It's a thing that makes everything secure, and there's no way around it. Essentially, it's a, a, a kind of like a distributed spreadsheet where, like, everybody everybody that wants a copy of this spreadsheet's got a copy of this spreadsheet, right? Can I get a copy of the spreadsheet? Yeah, you can get a copy of it. For free? For free. Wow, um, all right. And if you want to... Uh, if I want to say send you money on on the the blockchain, mm-hmm. I essentially have to go. All right, I'm you know I'm I from this address want to send money to this address, and I want to send this much money, and I authenticate that I'm me. Um, you know, How? because I have a key, a private key. That uh, is the only the only key that will work for this transaction. But where does that come from? It's just generated by your computer. Okay. It's like randomly generated. But like, how is something authorized to generate that key? So I'm trying to think if blockchain is kind of like this, but I'm just thinking about like encryption in general is uh, you have a public key and a private key. So you can put up your public key and, you know, let's say your public key is just, it just says X or whatever. Or let's say it says five. Let's make it very easy. It says five. 
Now, I... Uh, this is going to get away from me. Um, <laughs> I, it already has. I, basically, I'm going to... I'm going to take your your number that you give me, your public number. I'm going to do like a math equation with it and okay. send it to you. and Like add two to it? So now it's seven? Yeah, but you're not going to know what I added to it. Obviously, if it was seven, you'd be able to figure yeah, it out that... pretty quickly. But well, I mean, even if it's like a thousand, if it comes back to be a thousand and five, <laughs> guess what, Tom? Well, they're much more complicated than that. And but you your private key, which you can't show anyone, you can't give anyone. That's your secret. That essentially has the answer and can decrypt that that thing that I sent you and nobody else because I encrypted it using your public key. It's encrypted in such a way now that you are the only one on Earth who can decrypt it. Okay, and so you're putting the public key like. So everybody's got access to this spreadsheet. You want to mm-hmm. send me money. Yeah. This is how you know it's fiction, because you would never in a million years would send me money. Well, maybe I was in like a tight spot or something. I needed uh, to hide some money. So I'm sending so it to every, you. It, the way I've always heard it's like a public ledger yeah. that everybody can see the transactions, but they don't, you know, it, the identities and everything are, are protected, right? Right, because everything's just numbers. And essentially, when I go to send you money, there's everybody else on this on the blockchain is going to verify that I have the money to send you. So the the how and why? Because they have the entire ledger. So they're like, well, let's go through the ledger. Let's see what what it Who's says. Who's maintaining this stuff, though? Everybody. The computers are. Okay. That's the thing. Everybody's got a copy of it. But why do people care enough? To, what do you mean? Why do they care if you have enough money to give me that money? Because if they didn't, then none of this would work. I know, but some people want to make stuff not work. Right. Well, we get a bunch of jokers in there, Tom. Well, they just want to watch the world burn. That's what the blockchain prevents, Tim, because... You wouldn't be able, you would have to get more than half of the people to lie and basically say, Yeah, Tim's got five million dollars. If you say you've got five million dollars and you know, you you alter your uh, your your version of the blockchain, well, everybody else's version isn't going to match up with yours and they're just going to ignore yours because it's they can't verify it. What if I say? Look, I got $10 billion. Hey, 51% of the people with this spreadsheet, verify this, and you'll each get a million. I mean, you could, and there are there have been concerns in, in the past with some cryptocurrencies where- Tom, I just broke blockchain in, in 30 well, seconds, listen, and people the, have been talking about this for years. I can't believe. <laughs> the, the, this why got to run things by me first everybody the reason why you can't do that is you would have to already own half half the currency on that blockchain hmm. so that is a problem with like new cryptocurrencies and stuff like especially a few years ago when this was like real buzzy and there was a new cryptocurrency every two minutes 
the problem with a lot of those was some company was like, oh, we're going to have our, our ICO, our, in, our uh, initial coin offering. Everybody can get in on this. And what some of these people would not say is like, oh, yeah, we're going to sell coins for the first time. We're going to keep 80% of the coins, though, so that at the end of the day, we control all of this. We have 80% of the computers. If we say all of a sudden we've got $5 billion, well, guess what? 80% of the blockchain, 80% of the nodes out there can verify this. See, this is why I don't trust anybody that starts anything up in <laughs> the 21st century. Well, but now with, with you know, at least the bigger cryptocurrencies, that can't happen or at least can't happen easily or, or you know, it would take like an insane amount of effort to do that. Mm-hmm. And along the way, that cryptocurrency would would become devalued because people would be able to see that that's what's happening, that that's what's going on. Great. So what you're telling me is that NFTs are unique things that are verified that they're unique by the blockchain. Yeah. So this is using the blockchain in a slightly different way where instead of, uh, verifying how much bitcoin or ethereum you have it's verifying an a, a, a digital object and they're saying this digital object with this address tim owns this nobody else owns this and look you can go out to all the other nodes it's in this ledger all over the place he's the guy that owns it we can see that he bought it from from this other address so that's verifiable so actually, even if NFT art, like digital art, you know, is is a fad and goes away, I think there's definitely a future for this as a way of uh, certifying uh, certifying authenticity for other other items. Sorry, my dog is going nuts. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry about that, Tim. She's a big uh, crypto naysayer. So even if the art doesn't take out, you want to start. <laughs> yeah. So even if the even if NFT art doesn't take off, I think people it this is gonna become a thing as a way to certify uh, physical items. As as kind of like a certificate of authenticity for physical well, I art. Got a certificate of authenticity already. For what? For the autographs and stuff. But what if somebody fakes the certificate of authenticity? Well, then you know what. At that point, good work. Right, we're all fooled. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> so you'd be willing to spend. Five million dollars on on a piece of art, and it's like, well, if if they fake the certificate of authenticity, I gotta hand it to them. I didn't think about if they're that. They're able to fool me with the piece of art itself, uh huh, and the certificate. You fool fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right. So if I can't bear, if I if I'm not seeing, like if I'm I'm buying this uh, this piece of art. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a fraud. It's yeah. fake. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm still buying it hook, line, and sinker. And then somebody, uh, or I'm like, I don't know, I'm skeptical. Uh-huh. Uh, actually, it looks pretty good. And then somebody hands me a, another thing, and I fail to verify that that is also fake. Uh huh. That's on me. Uh, like, yeah, buyer beware. Well, a lot of third, a lot of you know, especially for like more exp- actually for even like non-expensive items like uh, uh, you know, a, a comic book that's fifty dollars or whatever that's verified. The death of Superman. <laughs> it's not a $50 comic. Um, they can still be, I guess in that case, you're, the certificate of authenticity is a third party that's verifying it in that case. So that certificate is going to have like a serial number on it. And you're going to be able to go to that company and say, hey, I got this serial number. Uh, is this real for this uh you know comic that i'm buying this this uh expensive comic and they'll be able to look it up and be like oh yeah that matches and like oh yeah that guy's verified as the guy who who owns that so like yeah that's legit but how do you know that that guy hasn't passed them money under the table to to say that and he's just printing these printing copies left and right Right. you don't but with the blockchain, you will, because if somebody's looking to sell it to you, you can just look it up on the ledger and it's like, oh, no, you don't know this other address that you don't control owns that. You don't own that. You can't give that to me. I have a question. Uh-huh. I've heard a lot about NFTs in the in the past week or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and like some very... I don't know. People that don't have the people with very short attention spans or or don't seem very in, inquisitive at all. <laughs> what are you trying to imply, Tim? No, no, I'm not trying to imply anything about you. What I'm saying is this all sounds very boring. Why is everybody into it right now? Because what's the angle? There's money to be made, baby. And we'll tell you how after the break. Whether it's taking a walk around your neighborhood, running errands, or venturing out on your own, you always want to feel safe. With Birdie, you can keep doing what you love with added peace of mind. Birdie is a personal safety alarm designed to be easy to carry and simple to use. When you activate your Birdie with a quick pull, the alarm will emit a loud 130 decibel siren and flashing strobe light to help deter an attack. That's loud, Tom. I know. I'm holding my birdie right now, Tim. I really want to pull it, but it's too loud. (laughs) Unlike pepper spray or other deterrents, birdie is no danger to you. Feel confident to use it without the worry. Birdie goes everywhere you do. The alarm comes in multiple colors and has a brass keychain so you can attach it to your keys or your bag. Over 300,000 Birdie alarms have been sold, and they have thousands of five-star reviews. Join the flock today for a safer tomorrow. And guess what? Right now, She's Birdie is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase when you go to she'sbirdie.com slash guide. Go to she'sbirdie, spelled S-H-E-S-B-I-R-D-I-E dot com slash guide for 15% off your first purchase. That's she'sbirdie.com slash guide. Tom, pull that alarm. (laughs) No, it was too loud. I'm going to get the neighbors banging on the walls. 
This episode is sponsored by Saqqara. This year, turn your resolutions into reality. Whether you're looking to try plant-based eating, build an empowered body, boost skin's glow, or simply feel your very best, Saqqara makes it easy to create rituals that last. Saqqara is a wellness company rooted in the transformative power of plant-based food. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful, plant-rich ingredients, and they are designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. Their menu of creative, chef-crafted breakfasts, lunches, and dinners changes weekly, so you'll never get bored. Different meals all the time, Tom. Yeah. And it's delivered fresh anywhere in the United States. Along with delicious plant-rich meals, Saqqara also offers daily wellness essentials for optimal nutrition. Saqqara's supplement packs, called The Foundation, and their Metabolism Super Powder deliver support for gut health, energy, immunity, and healthy skin. Saqqara has received rave reviews, Tom, from Vogue, Goop, The New York Times, and more. Reputable organizations. Yeah, I'd say so. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash guide or enter code guide at checkout. Guide, Tom, like the, the, the complete but Yeah, guide. from our, the name of our show, yeah. Yeah, that's sakara S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash guide to get 20% off your first order. Sakara.com slash guide. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. What interferes with your happiness is something preventing you from achieving your goals. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment. It's so convenient. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. That's two days, Tom. Mm -hmm. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Send a message to your counselor anytime, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. Uh, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. The service is available for clients worldwide. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to the counselors located near you. You can broaden your horizons, Tom. Yeah. Licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and anything you share is confidential. It's It's convenient, professional, affordable, and go to their site and check out the testimonials there. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors wow. in all 50 states. Look, we want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com guide. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash guide. Tim, you had a question before the break. Yeah, uh, my my question is: This all sounds very, very, very boring. Uh-huh. Um, what's the angle? Why is everybody talking about it? Um, and it's my understanding mm-hmm. that 
this is just a way to sell potentially unique digital items mm-hmm. uh, right now while this is a novelty to some people. It's a new thing mm-hmm. um, before they catch on and, and realize that like uh, some piece of art from some internet idiot, um, mm. I might have the only one, but that doesn't mean anything. I don't care. I guess my my qualm isn't with uh, the the NFT mm-hmm. as as a as a as a, as, an, as a thing. It's mostly that I just feel that everything is inherently worthless. <laughs> well, that's that's a bigger topic, Tim. Um, but I mean, in a lot of ways, you're not wrong. It, the The reason why. Uh, let me address first. Well, no. Or right. nothing inherently has worth, maybe. Right. Right. So there is a distinction there where, yeah, if you're paying $100,000 for an NFT of an unknown artist, and it, then it's like, well, that's stupid. You have no idea if that's actually worth anything. But some of these people selling NFTs are pretty big artists um name six uh people mad dog jones greg mike grimes boss logic and other than grimes (laughs) how many of those people have you heard of before you started researching nfts uh two of them who uh people and boss logic i had heard of before people yeah and you are young and hip. <laughs> I misjudged you, Tom. <laughs> well, Beeple's like the big the big dog right now. He has sold uh, $21 million worth of uh, NFTs. And I believe has the record for he has a piece of art that sold recently for $6.6 million. Um, that was a fairly unique piece of art because... The uh, it was two pieces of art, one for if Biden won and one for if Trump won. And once the race was called, the piece of art became either of those and could not be reversed. So you were buying it before something in the real world happened that would then affect that piece of art forever. Irrecoverably, can revoke it. You got it. I mean, so they can do the um, Kindle thing where they can go on and uh, change the the stuff once you've bought it. Um, not no. I think this was. I'm not sure exactly how this one was done. That that it could be done that way, because usually you can't. And that's kind of the, you know, the allure to it that it's like, well, this this thing cannot be destroyed or changed. Um, What format is this art? Is it like a JPEG? It can be really anything. It can be a JPEG, uh, a GIF. uh, What if somebody accidentally posted it on a website? Well, so that's the criticism of NFTs that technically nothing about NFTs prevents anyone from copying them like any other file. It is not a form of DRM or anything like that, um, which is actually kind of one of the cool things about them 
because you can go on these websites where they're being auctioned and, you know, check out all the different pieces of art and you're seeing, you know, the best that art's ever going to look. <laughs> you're not seeing a picture of that art. You're seeing the actual art that's being sold, uh, displayed the way it's, you know, always going to be displayed. Yeah, I guess somebody could print it out, but you could print it out if you wanted to. Um, there's, there's usually nothing, uh, inherently, <coughs> excuse me, different about what the person's buying. There can be, people can kind of like, you know, just have a thumbnail and then other people don't get the actual art until they've bought it. But that's not the way from what I've seen, most people are doing it. Hmm. <coughs> um, so people are doing this with visual art and they're doing it with music. Mm -hmm. But you can really do it with just about anything digital. You could you could make code uh, a piece of NFT if you wanted to. I think for the most part, file sizes are kept relatively small. Um, just because of, you know, how, how the blockchain works and limitations of it, you know, that nothing inherently means you could make something bigger, but it would cost more to put it on the blockchain because it would be more work to put that, you know, like a, a larger item on there. Okay. Did that answer your question? Oh, <laughs> and your question about why now? why they're becoming a big thing now. I think one of the primary reasons is because... Because we've uh, all been stuck inside for a year and everybody's losing their goddamn <laughs> minds. I mean, some people are saying that that's part of it. I think there's two reasons. I think, and they're, they're closely tied together. Um, one is that cryptocurrencies become a big thing, but most people are buying cryptocurrency as an investment not mm -hmm. as like a well i'm gonna buy crypto and yeah i'm gonna currency buy, to use yeah to, i'm to gonna replace, buy it yeah. and and walk around town because actually so it was like a week or two ago tesla announced that they had bought like a, a 1.5 billion dollars of bitcoin and that they were going to start accepting bitcoin uh when you know when you buy a tesla uh in lieu of actual money and uh you would probably be kind of a dummy to do that because you know that's not really the way bitcoin's made to work anymore yeah but doesn't that undercut the you know is, isn't that weren't cryptocurrencies meant to to replace currency like yeah the, the you know the the guy that you know, where did I read this? But like the guy that ordered a pizza yeah. in 2009 mm -hmm. um, using uh, Bitcoin being like, oh, look at this. You, yeah, it was, it was like the first time anybody had bought something with it. Yeah, but if he kept that, he'd yeah, have it'd like, be worth like billions know. of dollars now. Yeah, so like that's never going to be an actual currency. So all this is just a game. Well, I mean, it, yeah, a little bit. It's kind of like, you know, you could buy, you know, would you want to buy a car in like stocks? Probably not. You probably just want to cash those stocks out and pay in actual cash. Right. But 
because people are mostly buying cryptocurrencies right now to hang on to, um, you know, like you were saying, cryptocurrency inherently has no value, you know, and you could argue that regular cash is just paper or, or plastic that that it's not actually worth anything. Um, you know, it's supposed to be backed up by gold and silver or whatever, but I don't know. You no, can't, it's not. not anymore, but it, uh, it yeah. used to be. So what I'm saying is that like, there's real, you know, cryptocurrency is the same as real currency now where it's just, we all agree this is worth something. And the, mm-hmm. the well, I don't agree. The world decides this is worth, you know, that that a dollar is worth a candy bar and one Bitcoin is worth uh, a Tesla. You know what I find mm-hmm. has value, Tom? You know what I agree has value? Are you going to say the Bible or something? A helping hand to a neighbor in need. <laughs> it's close. Um, a smile to someone who's feeling down. Uh huh. Well, I'll tell you, Tim, if you had you know, uh, a couple of Bitcoins, you'd be smiling all day because you'd be a rich man. So Somebody essentially gave a donated Bitcoin to the complete guide to everything in like 2010 mm-hmm. and you cash it out so quickly. No, I actually cash it out like a year or two later and it like, I don't know, it, it gone up a bunch, but yeah, if I had, if I hadn't done that, we probably could have both retired. Yeah, I didn't authorize you to cash that out, by the way. You didn't know it existed. I mean, I did. I just mocked it. I was like, look at this loser giving us a Bitcoin. Yeah, you just didn't what care. What a jerk. Uh, it, it, the person did but not give us an, sell it. Yeah, an entire Bitcoin, just to be clear. Um, How much did they give us? I forget. But it was... I I think they had given us like $5, but then by the time I cashed it out, it was worth like 100 Mm-hmm. And what did you buy with that hundred dollars that you didn't share with me? I did share it with Tim. I'm sick of you <laughs> accusing me of cashing things out and not giving you any goddamn money from it. I cash out. I cash out those points you were talking about the other week, and I sent you a Best Buy gift card. If I hadn't, not only could I have kept yours, but I could have gotten like a bigger thing. Because the the points went down when I cut them in half. I couldn't get as... It was confusing, but I could have gotten like $20 more if I hadn't done that. Yeah, it sucks uh, distributing the money that we both earned equally. Well, I'm just saying, what's, what's better? Both of us getting an equal amount of money or me getting both of our money plus like another $20? Probably that in the long run. I mean, if we're talking from your perspective, I have to agree. Yeah, that would be better. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't think about it from your side, Tom. Well, thank you for admitting it at least. So essentially, people are buying uh NFTs in instead of Bitcoin now, I think, because they're like, Well, I'm just gonna hang on to this and hope it appreciates in value. Uh talking about like cryptocurrency. So they're like, well, if I'm going to if I'm going to, you know, invest, I don't know, five thousand dollars into this and, you know, and my thing with cryptocurrency is like never invest any amount of money that you wouldn't feel comfortable losing. 
You know, you're essentially gambling. I don't think Bitcoin's ever going to become worthless, or if it does, it will take a while at this point. But uh, like NFTs could. But if you're like, you know what, I got, I don't know, a tax, my tax return, I got five grand, you know, that I could either put in the slots or I could buy some cryptocurrency or I could like buy a piece of art. Feed my children. <laughs> Your children are already being fed in this situation where you could buy a piece of art online and then, you know, maybe one day that'll be worth a fortune. And you're also in the, in that case supporting the artist rather than just you know buying crypto from a machine Mm -hmm. and you are also helping to destroy the environment no matter what way you do it yeah i mean if you choose to do anything you're choosing to to destroy the environment but boy oh boy are you destroying the (laughs) environment or this world that we live in at an alarming rate if you do anything with cryptocurrency. Well, if you're going to buy cryptocurrency, don't use your computer that day to even it all out. The fact that um, like uh, Tesla is now accepting Bitcoin, mm-hmm. like every transaction there, like that undoes any benefit of taking Well, a- I mean... Tesla's environmental thing in general is, you know, if, if you're getting, you know, uh, electricity from burning coal, it's not necessarily yeah, but if you're that getting much... it from renewable sources. Right. right. Well, maybe I plug my computer into a solar panel, Tim, before I mine currency. You don't know. Mm. The electricity thing with cryptocurrency is like a little I think it's also a little bit overblown. Yeah, you know. um so at other so now you know the 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 corporate corporate people they're getting into this too um that's that's when things get cool uh so the nba and it happens faster and faster these (laughs) days so the nba is in on it now uh they have uh it's called nba top shot and basically you can buy like plays and stuff. Uh, so, for example, somebody bought a LeBron James slam dunk for two hundred and eight thousand dollars. So mm. then they, I paid two hundred bucks for a slam dunk. Two hundred and eight thousand dollars, and and to be clear, Tim, they didn't get to do the slam dunk. They just own a video of that slam dunk. Hmm. And I should also point out that um, for the most part, when you're buying uh, NFTs, if you're buying art or, or, you know, in this case, uh, a slam dunk or something, you're not buying the copyright to it. The copyright in most cases still belongs to the author of the work. You're, you know, it's the same way if you buy uh, a painting uh, from an artist, you don't, you can't then go like, cool, this will be the cover of my next album. And it's mine because I bought the painting of it. Right. No, it, it still belongs to the artist. Some do offer, you know, those terms of like, hey, if you buy this, it's yours. You own the copyright. But for the most part, that's not the case. Tom, so I'm on NBA Topshot.com mm-hmm. right now. Yes. 
I'm looking at a Kevin Durant three-pointer mm-hmm. from January 12th, 2021. Yes. And I see on the screen it's uh, that he indeed sinks one from three-point land, as I say. Right. Yeah, I guess selling... I don't know if they sell, uh, you know, like, uh, man, if they sold, like, uh, uh, sports bloopers, I, oh, I would... <laughs> I'd sing some good money into some sports bloopers. My God, they better not start selling <laughs> sports bloopers. You wouldn't b- believe the amount of money I'd spend on bloopers. And they'd be like, no, that's my blooper. All of a sudden, all this clicks for you and makes sense. You're telling me I can buy sports bloopers with this? But for this for this three pointer, mm-hmm. it says that there are one thousand one hundred and fifty eight for sale. Yes. So, in in this case, it's not one unique, mm-hmm. right? They made a, like it's a limited edition, right? Sure. So that that also happens a lot. Essentially, it's the same way artists have prints, where you know mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you know, I made this work of art. And there are, you know, a thousand authorized prints of this. Um, it looks like they made 15,000 <laughs> versions of this Kevin Durant. Three well, how much does it cost? The lowest one is $330. Jesus but Christ. But the highest price is $250,000. Oh, I guess maybe. Do you want to buy this three-pointer, Tom? No, I don't want to buy it. We could put it on our website. <laughs> we could put it on our website now. That's true. Yeah, we could just say. No, I mean, nobody will know. Yeah, nobody will. Look, how many people listening to this are going to be able to go in and verify it? Or we could just say, yeah, yeah we own this three-pointer. I was looking into, Tim, by the way, extensively, um, and and I figured it out. And we could release a, a podcast episode as an NFT. Yeah, through Patreon. We do it every week. No, Tim. We could release one as a token, uh, a one of one if we wanted. Oh, really? And only one person would own it, and they would have bragging bragging rights for the rest of their life. They'd Ooh, I hope to... Martin Shkreli buys it. <laughs> um, but it does. It costs like a little bit of money uh, to put things on the blockchain because you essentially have to pay for that processing fee so it was like 40 50 bucks it looked like it would cost and i doubt anybody would pay 40 or 50 dollars for i mean i was just gonna put they say you only need one true (laughs) really dumb fan um yeah so i i kind of lost interest in it after i found out uh, Hmm. i couldn't do it for free and it just looked i'm honestly surprised that this is as big of a thing as it is because it it was not super clear how to like buy and sell things, uh, and I'm you know I'm fairly familiar with with how this stuff works. I was gonna say that I think the other reason why this is blowing up right now is that I think that there are a lot of people who got very rich very recently through mm-hmm. cryptocurrency, and they've got money to burn. And this is the way they're burning that money, in essence, you know, where it's like instead of spending it on, you know, a dumb uh, painting, they're spending it on a dumb JPEG. Right. Because that's that's the world they know. Are you going to buy any NFTs in the near future, do you think? 
Uh, I would consider it. I mean, I would not spend very much money at all. Uh, I don't think. I would love to like buy <gasps> what? <laughs> uh, they have garbage pail kids. Well, uh, I was gonna say NFTs. that's another corporate, uh, uh, you know, uh, sign. William Shatner has a uh, has NFTs now. Now, mm-hmm. this, now you hey, you've gotten my attention. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, like celebrities and stuff uh, jumping on the bandwagon. Justin Roiland uh, has sold NFTs of his work. Uh, uh, and I mean, his work, they're like very simple sketches he's done and uh, right. sold as NFTs. Um, this guy, DJ3LAU or DJ3LAU, I don't know, Tim, I haven't been to the club in a year. Um, he made. $11.6 million selling 33 NFTs of his latest uh, album. Just different uh, different versions and whatnot. Right. Some people also, some artists sell. Some artists are doing what I was talking about with uh, with like certificates of authenticity where this, this uh, Beeple guy, he sells his art and um, when you buy it, you get a like physical token mailed to you that I'm guessing has like an an engravement of like you know the the item number or whatever, right? And and he said like you you could sell this on its own, you could sell the painting on its own, but it would be like ripping a baseball card in half to sell two pieces. These are meant to be sold together as a way of kind of double verifying, you know, that this is. Uh, authentic right tom Mm -hmm. i think you and i should record an album or an ep Mm -hmm. and sell it as an nft i'm getting really good at playing (laughs) some billy joel songs on the piano Uh uh-huh you lay down the vocals on top of there Uh uh-huh yeah i've gotten Uh, very good at singing recently exactly i think uh we do five Billy Joel songs. We sell it. Uh, we auction it off. Yeah, and Billy for charity, but really it goes to us. Yeah, and I could just imagine, you know, Billy Joel gets wind of this. He he's got his reading glasses on. He's sitting down at the computer at night, like, oh boy, how do I how do I stop these boys from doing it? He can't figure it out, you know. And we get yeah. away Scott Scott free because he can't even and figure out how to get charity, online. Charity, Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah, but um, it won't really be for charity. There was also a thing recently, which was, I I found it real dumb, but I mean, a lot of art is real dumb, uh, which is mm. fine, uh, where a person had a Banksy original print, verified print, and burned it on camera to transfer it to an NFT token. So it was like basically trying to say, like, look, here it is. It's verified. Now it is being destroyed and it is becoming this token instead. And it's like, yeah, but it's not. <laughs> you just I mean, if I, you know, uh, I don't know, s- s- set my toilet on fire and then made a sandwich, I can be like, now the toilet is this sandwich. <laughs> No, they're two different it's things. It's hard to set a toilet on fire. I Well, and that's why I think you should give me a little leeway 
and say, wow, I don't know, if that guy could set a toilet on fire, maybe he did make maybe it into it that did. sandwich. Maybe he was reincarnated as a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, and also just like reading the language around it, it just sounded like very sketchy, like not sketchy, but like they were trying to make it out as more official than it was, where they were saying like, you know, it was verified. You know how like Banksy has uh, like a verification service, essentially, mm-hmm. yeah. because there's so many fakes out there and everything. Um, the wording kind of made it sound like they were also verifying the token, but I I don't think I I don't see what would be in it for them to do that. And then they also said like uh, they were like, is will Banksy be there or whatever? And they're like, Banksy has been made aware of this. And it's like, yeah, all right. The same way I could be like, I sent Banksy an email. He's aware of this. Yeah. You know what I think? It's 2021. Enough about Banksy already. Well, yeah, that too. It just seemed like a very, it seemed like a way to sell that piece of art which is already worth a hundred thousand dollars for a fucking print uh it seemed like a way somebody was trying to make it even more worth even more by saying look it's the first banksy nft that's what they mm-hmm. were advertising it as and it's like yeah but he's not selling it he's not involved in the sale and he's the kind of person that like ah, if for no other reason than to get all the money himself like (laughs) he does the things you know what worries me about nfts and crypto in general what's that there's a lot of like high-minded ideas being thrown around by bros (laughs) and i i don't think at any other time in history have bros embraced kind of the philosophical nature of like what you know inherent worth is and like you know how do we all agree that that currency is real how like Mm -hmm. everything is a construct right when bros start entering this conversation it's 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 worrisome i think well i don't it can't end well yeah i mean i definitely think there there's a weird uh uh i don't i don't know what weird thing <laughs> with people that are like look things are only worth what we all decide like you know all of this is a construct and this thing i have is worth 10 million dollars who, who do i have my first bid <laughs> I mean, but that's the smart thing to do. Oh, absolutely. You, you know, embrace the 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 hippie philosophical point of view. Yeah. And then be like, and I'm gonna immediately cash out and we all agree that ten million dollars means ten million dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. For now at least. Right. Um Yeah. I mean, who knows? Like uh I mean it also kind of makes sense just you know, people who are the generation below us, you know, they've like not owned physical media of anything. <laughs> yeah. They haven't owned a physical copy of music. They haven't owned 
a physical copy of, you know, uh, I don't know, a video or, or, or other pieces of art, perhaps. So it kind of makes sense for them to be like, yeah, I don't know. Music's never been anything tangible to me. So why wouldn't I, why wouldn't I be more interested in this than I am in, you know, I don't know, uh, the, a collector's edition CD that they only made a hundred of or something. Yeah. This might make me sound like an old man, but I wish they would just unplug the fucking internet forever. <laughs> no, I don't think that that made you come up as an old man, Tim. Uh, if you like the show, you can find out more at tcgte.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow us on Instagram at TCGTE. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Tom Reynolds. Hey, get this. Don't follow me at your pal, Tim. Whoa, Tim, are yeah, you right? sure you want to say that? Tom, guess what? I bet I get more followers than I Oh, man. <sighs> Should have thought of that. Um, you can check out our subreddit reddit.com slash r slash tcgte and check out our discord complete guide on discord people are clamoring for you to go in and uh enable emotes in there oh okay i'll go hey i'll i went in and enabled emotes how about that oh you've done it already by the time they're listening to this yes that's some bill and ted's excellent adventure logic right exactly Uh, if you want to support the show, check out our sponsors. Also check out patreon.com slash complete guide for books. The podcast, the only place to get books, the podcast, our podcast about books this week. I'm finishing up, uh, part two of a study in Scarlet by Sherlock Holmes. Uh, the, the first of two books that I'm reading written by Sherlock Holmes. Uh, and you can get that and all the past episodes of different books at patreon.com slash complete guide. Tim, will you be buying any NFTs? That's my question. Maybe. I, I see that I can get some Garbage Pail Kids for $8.44. Mm-hmm. But what am I going to do? I'm I'm always running out of space on my computer. I'm gonna just going gonna, gonna to want to delete it at some point. <laughs> I mean, what am I going to do? Like, look at it and admire it? Open up my computer. Like you buy a piece of art, you can frame. You put it on the wall. At least you can you do buy... that with this. You I can go... do it without buying it. You could go to CVS and buy a digital frame. Yeah, I could do that, and then I could also have pictures of my grandkids. <laughs> yeah, Tim, if I if I come over to your house and there's a digital frame with a garbage pail kids thing on there, I'm gonna demand to see the blockchain and proof that you own that or else i'm gonna dollar 47 yeah destroy uh, it believe me oh well you can't destroy it i mean the the digital frame is still worth something well not if i smash it yeah well then i'm I'm gonna insist that you reimburse me for that uh what if i claim that it's non-fungible so it's irreplaceable (sighs) <sighs> that's how I would get you in a conundrum, Tim. You would either have to admit that you uh, that you faked it, or you would have to admit that it could not be replaced. 
So I just clicked on, uh, yeah, that's very clever, Tom. <laughs> well, well done. You can break my stuff. You heard it here first, folks. I just uh, clicked to buy a Garbage Pail Kid mm-hmm. NFT. Yes. For $1.47. Mm-hmm. And I get this whole big, a big red box comes up and says, <laughs> Get out of here, Grandpa. Anyone, anyone can create atomic assets nfts and freely choose attributes such as name and image including fake versions of existing nfts or stolen intellectual property before buying an nft always do your own research about the collection and double check the collection this is going to be so flooded with bullshit um i don't think it's going to be flooded with bullshit there's definitely going to be forgeries and there's going to be there's going to be thousands, millions of fake garbage pail kids NFTs out <laughs> well, there. Well, I think you're overestimating the the market for garbage pail kids NFTs. But I don't know. Tim, you just said before, if you bought a $5 million painting and it was fake, oh, well. But now you're balking at $1.40 on a garbage pail kid? <laughs> it is pretty good. It's, it's, his name is Ray Decay. And it looks like Captain Crunch, but uh, it says Cavity Crunch. Oh, nice. And the decay, I think, uh, refers to like tooth decay. Yeah, because of the sugar in the cereal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, quite, I'll buy it. I'll qu- take a risk. Quite a um, critique on society itself, I would say. I would say so. Yeah, I'll buy it. All right. Well, we're not going to sit here while you f- try and figure out how to buy Ethereum because that's what's going to log into this page. All right. We'll see you next week. That was a headgum podcast.